It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Cobble Baker Group One Realty Studio in beautiful West Monroe, alongside from the Washita Citizen, Jake Martin. What up, Jake? What's good, man? What's good? Did you have a good weekend? Great weekend. Huh? Funny to discuss. Yeah, it was a little uh, wet, but a little soggy. But yeah. driving in day was nice. Yeah, uh, hopefully we, we'll get some better weather to come. Plenty to discuss over the next two hours. You can join the conversation on the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. A busy, busy weekend in the sports world with a lot of things going on. Uh, where would you like to start this morning with headlines, Jake? Oh, I don't even know where to start. We've had so much happen, both nationally and locally. I think we need to start with our uh, local teams. We're uh-huh. to start with some a little bit of basketball. Sure. Biggest Pro- takeaway from uh, the weekend hoops is, uh, of course, yeah, I thought ULM. The fact that you know Red Hot and what they did Thursday yeah. against South Alabama, you thought they could continue it against uh, Troy. Unfortunately, no. It comes to an end on the road versus the Trojans. Yeah, it was not a great weekend for basketball for our local teams. Um, but like you said, you know, ULM was the team that we were all kind of watching because they were playing Troy in, in a heavily anticipated uh, game. And Travis Munnings had a great game. He had 26 points. But it seemed like everybody else was uh, pretty cold on the road against a, a very good Troy team, and they, they come up just short. Reading the uh, press release on the Troy Athletics website on this game, of course, uh, Wesley Pearson uh, he had another big performance for him. He goes over 2,000 points in his career. You talk about Munnings, of course, having a big game. He was in foul trouble, so was uh, Sam McDaniel. We'll have more on uh, ULM Hoops coming up with the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White, for his weekly visit at 8.30. But despite this loss, they're still in good position, and here's the bigger fact, the fact they get to end the regular season at home on uh, starting uh, Thursday. Of course, an opportunity fans come out and support this team. Yeah, and regain a little bit of momentum before the conference tournament. Uh, ULM, tough game for them, and the same could be said for uh, Louisiana Tech, the Duncan Dogs. Not a good road trip for them at El Paso, then at Texas San Antonio. Dogs lose to the Roadrunners. Yeah, and this was the second straight game where the game kind of got away from Louisiana Tech in the closing minutes. Um, I believe they, they – UTSA went on a 10 to 1 run to finish that game. And so now Tech is 7 and 10, and Bracey only played nine minutes in that game. Uh, ice cold from the field. They only shoot 35% from the field to lose by 10, 74 to 64. News was much better for the Lady Textures on the road this weekend. They take care of business. They win 70 to 60 versus a UAB. Alexis Malone continues to get it done. She had 26 points, 11 rebounds. They forced uh, 21 turnovers against a team and a program 
that has been very stingy, has protected the ball, but not against the Lady Texers with the 21 turnovers. Nice win for them. They just have one game remaining on their regular season schedule also this week. Big news for uh, Grambling Hoops. We talked about ULM and, of course, them rolling along. Grambling had the longest winning streak at 11 in the country, as you used the past tense, had, because it comes to an end on Saturday. They will now have an opportunity, of course, uh, tonight. Uh, they'll be back at home to uh, end of the uh, – I think maybe an, it is the end of the regular season, or at least tonight they'll have an opportunity to wrap up a regular season conference championship, which would be quite a, an accomplishment for uh, this program and for this team. Yeah, no doubt. A fantastic season for Gremlin to finish it in that way. That's that's only fitting. It would be their first chance to win a regular season title since 88-89. Grambling at home tonight. Yeah, and Aaron, I guess we can stop with the uh, LSU basketball <laughs> hopes to go to <laughs> the big dance. I never started, but go ahead. Oh, okay. I thought you were uh, no, egging this you... on. No, uh, so LSU – Lost to Georgia this past Saturday. They got absolutely bullied uh, on the road. But this was this was a game where you know it just proved that this team was not ready for, for March Madness. And you know, despite having those big wins against against really quality teams that kind of kept them in the hunt, uh, they they just don't have the the physicality, the big men to compete with a team like Georgia, who has a Yante Mayton, who very well could be. Uh, the SEC player of the year, uh, they had no answer for him, just like the first game that they played this year. Um, so, you know, this team just uh, – they weren't postseason – they weren't uh, built to go on this postseason run. So, it was fun watching them, you know, take a crack How at did it. your team change so much after one game? That was my opinion the whole time. If you'll recall, I mean, I've, I've said all season long that this team can beat you like a couple of ways. And everything, and Tremont Waters has to be special, and he even was really good against Georgia, and they still couldn't do it. Um, but Tremont Waters had to be special, uh, and they just had to be able to read it. They couldn't rebound against Georgia, uh, but that's just that's goes to show you what what kind of a job Will Wade has done, and I guess that's kind of what uh, has sparked a little bit of controversy over the weekend where the NCAA is now looking into. Well, here's the headline, and it certainly grabs your attention. NCAA looking into LSU coach Will Wade's recruiting tactics. Yeah. So it's it all stems from what they say is a lack of an on-the-record specifics about recruiting. Hmm. Yeah. And that, to me, is just saying – Hey, how are you getting? How was LSU? How did VCU get these great players? How is LSU now getting these top caliber players to commit to them? So they're they're having an investigation into Will Wade's tactics. Uh, the bigger news in college basketball, and of course the bombshell bombshell that dropped on uh, Friday night with Sean Miller from Arizona, and of course uh, the wiretaps and uh, allegedly offering a hundred thousand dollars to a player. Uh, it certainly has legs because Sean Miller then does not coach on Saturday. Yeah, and this was all centering around DeAndre Ayton, uh, the player who he actually did play uh, this past weekend. But, yeah, Sean Miller, and there was some discussion about whether or not um, Sean Miller would be, if he was fired with cause, would get more money. That sense has, over the weekend, has been kind of um, rebuked. Yeah, Darren Ravel reported if uh, – Miller was fired with cause. Arizona would owe him approximately $5 million more, $10.3 million versus 5.5 5 
if they fired him for no reason, which you're like, well, this doesn't that make makes any no sense. sense. <laughs> it gives him an incentive to cheat. Yeah, that makes no sense. But, I mean, what do we care about Sean Miller and his financial status? But uh, what this means for college basketball and, of course, perhaps the first domino falling, uh, wow. Some sleepless nights for some college basketball coaches across the country. <laughs> yeah, to put it lightly. That was the big headline in uh, college basketball from the weekend. Uh, college baseball, uh, of course, not only battling uh, opponents, but also Mother Nature throughout the weekend. Yeah, Mother let a few teams play <laughs> this weekend. But uh, ULM did not get to play yesterday, and Louisiana Tech played in the rain for most of the day. Listen, ULM, what a performance by them. I mean, we didn't know a lot about Northern Kentucky coming into this week. The fact that they're projected to finish fourth in the rising conference, but I think they were just got to the point like, let's just get the heck out of Monroe. So <laughs> there's a threat of bad weather on Sunday. Let's go. We, we've <laughs> lost three in a row to these cats. We gave up 21 runs on Saturday. Uh, it's time for us to go. ULM, the three games – they win against them, score 43 total runs. They are now 6-1. and one. I believe that's the first time 6-1 uh, and one since maybe uh, 1999. Pretty darn, week, pretty darn good weekend for the Hawks baseball well, team. Well, I mean, let's put that into perspective. They've won six games. They won 12 last year. Yeah. They're already halfway to that win total mark. So a really, really great start for Ulan baseball. Uh, as they're scouring through the box scores, uh, what stands out, Braden Barrett, oh, yeah. uh, four or five with six RBIs for ULM. They uh, go to Jackson State this weekend. In fact, they're on the road all this weekend. They'll return back home next week. If they keep this thing rolling along, uh, they got Louisiana Tech coming to Warhawk Field next Oof. week. Yes, sir. Sign me up. Uh, speaking of Louisiana Tech, they came one game short of completing the sweep against SIU Edwardsville. Um, they lost 5-2 to two yesterday. But before that loss, they had three straight wins where they limited their opponent to just one run. So, you know, we've talked a lot about the pitching this year for Louisiana Tech, and it really has been spectacular. Actually, Logan Bailey went six innings without giving up a run yesterday until SIU Edwardsville had some success against the Bulldogs pen. Uh, LSU baseball, we talked about as a big weekend for Zach Hess. He get the start on Friday. He went six innings, only gave up two earned runs, and had 10 Ks as LSU wins the first two games. And uh, yesterday they fall to Texas. Yeah, I uh, fell 11-1 yesterday. You can take positives and negatives away from the series. I think the positives are, like you mentioned, Zach Cass, the fact that he, he proved a lot of people wrong, including me. I, this is just one performance. He has to continue uh, to sustain it and show that he can go. But what I really took away from that was, you know, sixth and seventh inning, he's still throwing that gas, uh, which was really impressive uh, from Zach Cass. Also, they rallied down from 5-0 Saturday, came back to win that game. But the negatives are uh, Trent Vietmere didn't play. He has groin injury. Uh, Zach Watson, uh, Josh Smith still missing. And then you lose Bo, <laughs> Bo Jordan, because he flipped off the pitcher Saturday. Uh, they actually knew each other, hmm. uh, played uh, summer league ball together. Uh, so, so both of them are competitive guys. And apparently uh, the pitcher for Texas was kind of mouthing off to LSU batters throughout the game and, he gets the hit and flips, flips him off, and he gets ejected, rightfully so. Uh, so they didn't have Watson, Smith, or Bo uh, in that game yesterday. Um, but, yeah, that's that's two negatives. And then the other negative I, I saw was 
just Todd Peterson and Caleb Gilbert uh, not coming through. Todd Peterson unraveled yesterday, and Caleb Gilbert had another bad outing. Uh, so that's two in a row, and that's after you know making the switch from Friday night to Saturday. So he's really got a he's really struggling in a, in, in a big way, and LSU's got to figure something out with starting pitching. Yeah, we Hess with a good performance to get him started, but then Gilbert only goes four innings, gives up five earned runs. Peterson gives up. Uh, five earned runs and four innings of play. LSU just can't continue to battle back from being behind. Uh, Paul yeah. Maneri was asked about it, the starting pitcher. He said, well, it's the offense's fault, too. We need to score some runs early in the games, too. Yeah, they, they need to get off to better starts. And actually, yesterday against Texas, I believe they straighted five runners in the first two innings and, and, and didn't have any, any runs. So, yeah, they, they've got to get off to a better start. But starting pitching has been the weakest part of this LSU team. Former OCS standout uh, Ryan Reynolds had a big hit big yesterday hit. for Texas. Yeah, big hit yesterday. It was kind of fun seeing Ryan Reynolds go up against Jake Slaughter. Uh, Grambling baseball, Jake called it uh, last week, said they would go down to Miami and they'd win at least one game versus Florida International, and that's what they did. Yeah, they, they defeated FIU 8-7. to seven. Uh, Daquan Matthews had two hits in that win, but FIU did win the series. Hmm. Did I miss anything with baseball? I don't think so. All right. Uh, Gramlin actually has three games left. Uh, last home game tonight versus Mississippi Valley State. Of course, the women tip off at 5.30. Then the men approximately go at 7.45. Yeah, y'all keep texting. Keep us in check. Yeah. <laughs> Other big headlines from the weekend, Jake? Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff we can get into about the whole Sean Miller thing might save that for later on. Cause there's just a lot to unpack there. LeBron James did uh, complain. I don't know if you saw this about the officials. He was, he had 12 drives that didn't result in a foul. And anytime the King drives, he deserves to go to the line. And so he was kind of complaining yesterday mm. saying that shooters are getting the calls. Now, if you, if you drive, you're not getting the calls anymore. Thought that was interesting. Also, got to give a shout out to the Pelicans. They are on a five-game win streak after beating the Bucks in overtime yesterday. They held on. Uh, Bucks actually uh, hit a three-pointer at the buzzer. It looked like, but it, it didn't get off. Uh, it didn't get off in time. So the Pels hung on. Girls basketball state championships uh, get underway later today in Alexander. We got a number of teams playing. Uh, today, Claiborne Christian actually starts their march towards the championship, their first game in the postseason. They are in the semifinals. They go at 115, and we got Atlanta versus Summerfield squaring off at 445. Boys high school playoffs are underway. We'll get into the brackets and who advanced on after the first round. And as it typically is in the first round of the playoffs, some snoozers. <laughs> Lots of snoozers, yes, indeed. Whew. But then we, we say that, but in, in football, there's a lot of blowouts. There's not a sure. lot of drama sure. in the first round. Yeah. Um, and, again, kind of like the girls, I, I didn't see as many, you know, let's, let's uh, take Ravel out of it. I didn't see as many lopsided scores as last year. Ravel, by the way. Won by what? Almost eighty points. Uh, Ravel, yeah, Ravel won. Uh, yes, one hundred two to twenty-five. So Jake, his uh, going into the postseason, thought their average margin would be twenty-five points. Well, they're off to a good start. They're off to a good start. I think I'm in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm good. Uh, hit us up eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. It is the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. It's all part of the starting lineup. Brought to you by Louisiana Paint Care. 
The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? <laughs> the starting lineup. Is that crying? Let's get to the starting lineup. All right, we'll talk a little of high school hoops coming up at 7.30. Antonio Hudson-Lincoln Preps uh, head coach will join us. Actually, they're squ- squaring off against Jonesboro Hodge tonight because, of course, the girls are playing tomorrow at Jonesboro, so they don't want to uh, split the fan base up too much. So they will go tonight. We'll hear from him coming up at 7.30. Lincoln Prep versus Jonesboro Hodge. At 8 o'clock, Jack Thigpen will join us for his weekly visit. We'll talk some high school and college hoops. And 8.30, Nick White, the voice of the Warhawks, will join us. And we'll dive into all this Sean Miller stuff, the NCAA, Will Wade, how it affects everyone involved. And we'll get to your calls and your texts, 888-993-7762. The Morning Drive is back after this. The way you purchase a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Local sports talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Aaron and Jake hanging out. John Tabor running the board back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Rusty. Uh, Ryan says, good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for calling us, gentlemen. I wasn't sure if you mentioned it, but uh, we had our Louisiana Regional Powerlifting meet at Calvary, and overall West Monroe boys finished first, Richwood boys finished second. Both will compete for the state championships on March 15th through the 17th. Go Rams and go Rebs from Ryan. Good stuff. Yes. You ever gone to a uh, powerlifting meet You before? know, I have not. Have you? Yeah. They had the state championships here a few years ago. Several times, in fact. Good stuff? Yeah, it was really good. Cool. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, um, I need to check that off. I need to go see one. Yeah. Uh, other headlines from this weekend, and the big one, of course, being uh, college basketball and how this continues to unfold. News breaking this morning or late last night, a report involving Will Wade. Yeah, so... 
we, we made mention to it. Uh, Yahoo Sports, Pete Thamel, uh, kind of broke it yesterday saying that NCAA enforcement staff has been looking into the recruiting tactics of Will Wade. Mm. Um, the NCAA, according to Yahoo, has spent the last six months looking into Wade's recruiting both before and after um, he came to LSU. Now, it says that the enforcement officials have done work on the phone and in person, including traveling around the country to learn more about his recruiting and the probe, which began not long after he was hired away from DCU, has stalled because of a lack of on-the-record specifics about Wade's recruiting. Hmm. So, essentially here... Uh, Joe Oliva told uh, Yahoo Sports, after talking to my staff, we've had no contact with the NCAA regarding any irrelevant... You go ahead and say Irregularities. <laughs> Thanks two of us, but we got it. Uh, it's the LSU declined comment, but a statement is expected later. Wade also declined comment. You look at what LSU has done with the recruiting class. We mentioned this uh, last week and the week before with all these different things going on, and you start having some good recruiting classes, people are going to uh, raise some eyebrows like, how are you getting it done? Well, it's the same as with Hugh Freeze at Old Miss. Right. I mean, people were looking at Ole Miss going, wait a minute, how are they getting these type of players? I think the same thing's happening with LSU, where you look at their class. Their class is as high as number three, yeah. I think, in in rivals rankings for, for next year. I mean, you look at the, the, the caliber of players they're, they're bringing in. Five-star power for Nas Reed yeah. and two-time Louisiana Mr. Basketball, uh, Javante Smart, and a top 50 forward in Darius Davis. Yeah, so this this class is really really special, and I mean, there's there's, I gotta say this after everything with Sean Miller, this does not look good for Will Wade, just because the NCAA, and we can we can get into the Sean Miller thing in a minute, but the NCAA has kind of painted itself in a corner here. I think there's a lot of blame to go around with this. I mean, sure, the coaches. You want it to be a level playing field, but you understand what goes on in college athletics. We're not naive. Now, the NCAA with their, and the NBA with their one-and-done rule, which really um, you know, forces these high school players to go to college, it's, it's strange because they're in a state where they have to go. It's like what you saw at Ben Simmons. He, did, he barely went to class. He didn't care. I mean, and why would you care? You're about to be a millionaire you know, in a year's time. And so I think a lot of people have been able to kind of uh, take advantage of that. And now with the FBI involved, it's just open and Pandora's box. Uh, it is necessary and important to designate this, that this investigation appears to be separate of the FBI investigation into the recruiting scandals that, of course, continue to plague a lot of basketball programs, including the news coming down this past week with uh, Arizona. Yeah. Even though LSU is being mentioned in the FBI investigation with, with Tim, Tim Porterman. Porterman. Yeah. And Quint says, so we'll wait. It's calling escorts, too. No, that is not what I meant. Just meant it, it raises your eyebrows a little bit when you see LSU getting big-time recruits. Um, yeah, so in, in the whole Sean Miller thing, it's interesting because what we mentioned, the fact that I think it was Forbes actually reported it, uh, that about the contract that it would – pay more if he was fired with cause uh, that his buyout would be more but uh, since then we've gotten this uh, from UA's administration saying university officials said they recognized there might be some ambiguity in the contract language 
but they said the intent of the parties is clear and intent has consistently been upheld in Arizona courts, base salary and any additional compensation are payable only to the date of termination. Hmm. So it, it doesn't seem to be, you know, as previously reported, which is good because that absolutely made no sense whatsoever. So if you cheated, you could still get paid. You'd actually get paid more than if you. Uh, yeah, but that's not uh, that's not the case. The bigger story, though, just the fact you're talking one of the most high profile and one of the you know the most one of the you know top ten program in the country where their head coach was caught on allegedly caught on you know, wiretaps yeah. yeah. offering $100,000 to a guy that is potentially the player of the year in college basketball. I don't know if it gets much bigger than that. Oh, it's a huge story. And it's unra- and it's causing, you know, others to, to, to put their uh, 10 cents in. I mean, you, you look at what Stan Van Gundy sa- said. He made it some, some waves this weekend about calling the NCAA one of the worst organizations in sports. And he also called the backlash against high school players waiting to jump to the NBA racist. I thought this was a, a really good quote from him, and I'll read it in a second if I can get my computer to cooperate. He says, people that were against players coming out of high school made a lot of excuses, but I think a lot of it was racist. I've never heard anybody go up in arms about minor league baseball or hockey players doing the same. They are not making big money, and they're white kids primarily, and nobody has a problem. But all of a sudden, you've got a black kid that wants to come out of high school and make millions. That's a bad decision. But bypassing college to go pay, go play for $800 a month in minor league baseball, that's a fine decision. What's going on? Hmm. So, I mean, you, it's, it's really opened up conversation in a, in a variety of directions about, you know, whether these kids should be able to go from high school directly to the NBA, which I've always felt they should be able to. I, I kind of understood why the rule was in place because – you know, you don't want these kids to make the mistake of making the jump and then failing. But when you have players like Ben Simmons who are coming out of high school who can clearly play, who, who are clearly ready, you know, and then you cause the situation where he goes to LSU, he's just not he's just not interested in it, not interested in the classes. And then you have situations where, hey, they're offering money while they're in college, and that's against NCAA rules. It's just a mess, man. Mm. It's just a mess. I like how Arizona is trying to separate themselves from Sean Miller. You think if they had his back, this news, of course, uh, comes out late Friday. Well, he'd still be on the sidelines or coaching his team come Saturday, correct? But uh, no. No. He's nowhere to be found. And yeah. then where does this information come from? Because, you know, FBI, they're not exactly, and the feds aren't going to come out and just say anything. You know, So it had to have been leaked from uh, the Dawkins character, correct? The one that's in the middle of it, of course, his people. Yeah, you would think. And, and what do you think about the feds actually being involved with this? Like, it's college basketball. Don't you yeah. think they're, they should be doing something else? That's kind of my thoughts on it, too. Like, why why is the FBI involved here? Mm. Do we really need that? Well, it's wire fraud. and it's It is. I get laundering. it. I mean, it's not I mean, right, it's, yeah. but I'm just saying take I mean, it to the level of the FBI. Well, still $100,000. I mean, got it. So now Arizona's in a huge mess. Where do they go forward? And, of course, other coaches that are tied into this thing, what's going to happen? The NCAA is in a big mess because when is this – I saw a text from somebody asking, when is this going to spill over to college football? That's my thoughts, yeah. too. I mean, it, 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 it's sooner rather than later, right? I mean, this is, this is just a mess because we know what's – we're seeing, you know, what's going on with college basketball. Do you think it's any better in college football? Hmm. No. And then, of course, ESPN made a major boo-boo uh, this past weekend during one of the broadcasts. They're saying, well, Sean Miller has been fired to Arizona, 
and then of course they have to come back yeah. uh, minutes later and retract that statement when that was not the case. Whoops. Yeah. But the writing is on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we know his fate, right? Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. It's the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline slash text line. Terry says Jake is now under FBI investigation. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Not good. A uh, number of texts here. Uh, Daryl says go Summerfield, Lady Rebels basketball. Yes. I got a big ball game today coming up at one fifteen versus Grace Christian. Uh. True. Uh, I was going to get to this and some of my biggest takeaways. How about uh, Sam Burns, of course, the Shreveport native, LSU Tiger going one-on-one against Tiger Woods. And I was wondering, how much uh, airtime will Burns get? And then, of course, uh, he ends up beating Tiger Woods, and he got a lot of airtime yesterday. It's awesome. Yeah. Playing the icon, mm. taking him down. I like the best part of it was after they teed off and the reports, they're walking down the fairway, and he tells Tiger, man, it's nice to see all these people come out to see me play today. <laughs> That's good. That's pretty Take good. Take the edge off. 888-993-7762. We'll talk a little high school hoops after the break. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. New year, new you. Let Pata's Barbecue help with eating healthy. Our meats are smoked, and we have low-carb sides. Beef, turkey, chicken, ribs, and pulled pork. All slow-cooked and full of flavor. Eat healthy at a low price. Try one of our lunch specials, chicken and sausage with two sides for $6.99, or get a fourth of a chicken and two sides for $4.99. So come on in Pata's. Drive through or use a waiter app for delivery. Two locations, 165 North in Monroe, or Splane Drive next to Walgreens in West Monroe. Pata's Barbecue, serving the South's best barbecue since 1977. The way you purchase a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to The Morning Drive. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. The place high school playoffs now getting ready to start the second round. We actually got a game tonight with uh, Lincoln Prep scoring off against Jonesboro Hodge. Lincoln Prep's head coach Antonio Hudson joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How are you doing this morning, Coach? 
I'm doing pretty good. Man. How about yourself? Good. You guys are a seventh seed. You take care of business in the first round versus Montgomery, 66 to 36. That sets up an hour matchup tonight versus Jonesboro Hodge. Uh, I guess the reason you're playing on Monday night is the fact that Jonesboro Hodge girls are playing in the semifinals tomorrow. Yes, sir. Uh, conflicting the schedules, conflicting schedules. So what we did was we got with the principals and ladies. They both talked, and we decided to play it on Monday. All right, where's tonight's game going to be played, and, and how did that all come about? Uh, it's going to be played at Union Paris Gym, uh, the, the new school that they built up in Farmville. And normally we try games at Grand State Campus, but as you know, uh, they didn't have a game tonight, so we had to find a new gym. And we wanted to be in a nice facility, and, you know, Farmville has a great facility up there. Besides even worrying about Jonesboro Hodge, you got all these other issues. Uh, what kind of distraction has that been for your team? Oh, uh, man, it's not really been a distraction at all. We've been going through a lot. Uh, so, you know, my job as a coach is to try to keep them focused and maintain, you know, uh, that they make them remember the goal and stay focused on the goal at hand. And that's trying to get to Lake Charles and play for a state championship. You guys made a heck of a run at it last year. Uh, this year, as I mentioned, you come in as a number seven seed. How has this team progressed throughout this year? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm proud of the way they progressed. Uh, we graduated two seniors last year with Tyler and Patrick Williams, who not only just led the team in, uh, you know, statistical areas, but they led us with leadership. And so now, you know, we had to rebuild. Uh, as far as based on, on just learning roles, knowing who's supposed to do what, and things of that nature. You have one of the most uh, high-profile players in the area, or at least a, a kid that's getting a lot of different eyeballs as a youngster, uh, Chance Robinson, one of our uh, aces from this past yeah. year. How have you seen his game develop so far this year? Uh, well, with Chance, you know, his game has developed a whole lot. Uh, he worked all summer and all that basketball, and he's done that. Uh, but, you know, where I'm impressed with Chance is not just on the court, it's off the court. Uh, he's uh, becoming more humble. His attitude is getting better. Uh, he's listening to coaching. He's trying to become, you know, a great young man. You know, we all grow up. Uh, we've all grown up and all went through our own experiences. But with that being said, you know, I'm kind of proud of where, where he's at. Uh, he's only a sophomore, already getting a lot of eyeballs on him. How do you tell him to handle the pressure, or what advice do you give him from a guy that, of course, certainly was uh, recruited highly out of high school? Uh, the first thing is, like I told you, he has to remain humble because uh, just as quick as those offers come, they can, uh, you know, be taken away. So, you know, that's the main thing. Make sure you stay focused and don't get caught up in yourself. You know, we have a uh, pretty good surrounding cast around him. Uh, I think I sent a lead scores, Trey on forward, who's been playing hard on both ends of the floor, Isaiah Gray, the dream season, the list goes on. And I try to make him understand that without his teammates, you know, you wouldn't be in the position of where he's in right now. You know, and, and, and the good thing about it, you know, uh, other people are benefiting from him. Uh, the college coaches are coming in and out of the gym. And one of the good things, too, you know, on a side note, <clears throat> What, what again was getting some attention from the college coaches is that you know Chance and Trey when they graduate they'll already be sophomores in college because they're all in dual enrollment classes. So you know that's kind of intriguing 
you know, and that's a positive thing, not only for him, but for the school and for everybody else. It's uh, still pretty uh, relatively at the start of his recruiting process, but who, what are some of the schools that have reached out to you and are taking a hard look at him? Uh, actually, and he's doing offers. Tulane, ULL, Grambling Tech, and TCU. But, uh, you know, LSU has been in the gym. I've had contact with uh, with Memphis, Coach Pierre's up in Memphis, uh, that coached me at LSU. Uh, uh, just about most of the schools in the state have reached out and tried to come to them. So, you know, and, and that's big for a sophomore, you know, and I, I tell him all the time, you know, you got to, these are the moments that you have to cherish and remember. I, I can still remember those days of when I was being recruited and things of that nature. Mm. Matchup tonight versus uh, Jonesboro Hodge, a seven versus a ten matchup. Uh, what are you anticipating from them? I anticipate uh, them to play hard like they always do. They, you know, they have tremendous size. Um, you know, so we've been game planning about things that I could possibly see them doing, but I'm not sure. So we're just trying to make sure we cover all the bases on our end. Being a former LSU Tiger, of course, I uh, played there from uh, 2001 to 2005. Uh, what do you make of uh, LSU's a little bit of a, a surgence this year under Will Wade? Uh, first off, uh, you know, I have to commend Coach Wade. He, he was a great hire. Uh, when he first uh, received the job, he reached out to, you know, former alumni. So I think within the first month or so that he had the job, I was sitting in his office, right in front of him, face to face, not via text message, not via phone call, but me and him talking face to face, and uh, you know, and I was just expressing to him, you know, the 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 energy that's missing from LSU basketball, and so you know, when we talked, you know, he told me some of his players you know, he wanted to recruit the state better, you know, get the best players in the state so we can get the hype back behind LSU, and he certainly succeeded in that. I gotta ask you, right. just being a former player, what do you make of uh, the investigations with the, the FBI now, and how it looks like uh, this could certainly bring down a lot of major programs across the country? Uh, you know, it's it's weird watching and hearing all of the allegations. You know, and, and there's two sides to every story. I do believe that. You know, but as a former player, you know, you can say that. Um, you know, the argument about players being played is being brought up more and more and more and more. And you can honestly see both sides of it, you know, because the schools and the university and the NCAA make so much money, you know, off of the kids. So, you know, you can honestly see both sides of it. But, you know, like I said, it's two sides of every story. So after the investigations and everything, the truth will come out. Yeah. Antonio, when you're playing, were you thinking, well, it sure would be nice if we were making a nice little check on the side? Considering, I mean, you would look at the crowds that you would get, and then, of course, you'd go to the SEC tournament, and, of course, the men money that that generated? Well, at that point in time, you know, now that I look back at it, then I could say, yeah, but at that point in time, I was just a little country kid from Grambling that was just happy to be playing <laughs> on the big stage. Yeah. So, you know, when I get in those arenas, you know, I, I tell my kids all the time, it's nothing like going to Rupp Arena playing in Kentucky. Or when we went to the SEC tournament, playing in front of twenty, thirty thousand fans, you know, there's some cases where you know the fans are rooting against you, and some cases where the fans love you. You know, so at that point in time in my life, you know, I was like, I was just happy to be away from home, doing what I love. Well, this should be fun tonight. Uh, Lincoln Prep versus Jonesboro Hodge. What time are you guys tipping up there at Union? 
Uh, we kicking off at 6. I think the doors open about 4.30, 4 o'clock. All right. Sounds good, bud. We look forward to seeing some highlights tonight between you guys and Jonesboro Hodge. All right, man. I appreciate you for having me. You bet. Antonio right, Hudson, Lincoln Preps head coach. So my question is this. If we actually did move to paying the players, and this is a legitimate question, how do you govern that? And how would you – would would every school get the same amount? Like with players who, who went to Kentucky get the same amount that went to FIU? You know what I mean? Like how, how do you govern that? And, how, and does it erase the problem that now currently exists? Because you're still going to have underhand dealings where, you know, certain players are getting more money and then that's going to come out and be <laughs> – I mean, it's just it, – it, I just don't see how you fix this, man. I, I don't see how you fix it. 888-993-7762. You look at the uh, playoff brackets. Uh, I would say the first round, as anticipated, not a lot of surprises, Jake. But we did get the one matchup or a couple matchups that we were hoping for. You start in 5A. West Monroe take carrying business on the road versus Hondale, 51-45. to 45. That was a squeaker. Now that sets up this matchup in the second round, the highly anticipated matchup, Washita versus West Monroe. The one advantage the Rebels will get is that they'll get the Lions in their place. We know about the history of these two programs, and we certainly all we got to do is go back to last year and what took place in the state quarterfinals with uh, West Monroe versus Washington. We, you remember we did our own little version of the ESPYs, and we did the best game of the year, mm-hmm. and you gave me a lot of crap for calling that the game of the year last year because this is football country. Mm-hmm. But that atmosphere was insane, and it was an incredible game back and forth. I just I keep thinking of that. Now I'm so glad that we get the rematch in the postseason. Now we've seen them play multiple times this year, mm-hmm. but when it's the postseason, when it's going to be full on both sides, West Monroe fans and Washtenaw fans going back and forth, that just makes for an incredible atmosphere. More on that matchup coming up tomorrow in uh, Class 4A, District 2-4A. Ugh. <laughs> It was not kind. Well, okay. The first round was not You're kind. You're not being kind right now. Well, I mean, there's not one team left. I know. That's pretty rough. Uh, as expected, West Washtenaw versus Westgate, 32 versus a 1. Yeah. Uh, Franklin Parish is number 25 seed. They lose by 40 to yeah. Edna Carr. Yeah. Uh, Neville in an offensive shootout against Warren Easton lose 39-36 on the road. And then Bastrop at home versus McDonough, 35. They fall by 3. So the 4A bracket? Crumble that up. <laughs> We're done with you. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> uh, in 3A, news much better as anticipated from District 2-3A flexing its muscles. Yes. Uh, the, you know, Wasman and Carroll, th- these teams that we expected to win, they each pulled it out. And we're on, we seem to be on that collision course road, uh, which will be played this Friday between those two if, the, if both teams can get by tomorrow night. And then Union, a number six seed, they take care of business also at home versus Abbeville. Uh, you did mention if they can take care of business, Wasman and Carroll, what that could mean for the quarterfinals. I, I went to uh, Richwood's game. Uh, they had no problem with South, South Beauregard, 74-47. You still look at the Rams, and if that doesn't look like a basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> they passed the test. Oh, man. Uh, they look good, too, in the first round. Uh, now they move on to the second round. They will take on uh, Lake Charles College Prep. 
And uh, to a as anticipated, a new Ravo probably wouldn't break a sweat versus Beekman Charter. They did not. 102 to 25 as the top seed. Your uh, Vidalia squad, though, and here we may have a Vidalia Ravo matchup. They do not get it done as a number 17 seed. They feel to uh, fall to uh, Ville Platte. Yeah, so Ravel gets to stay at home in the second round because of that. Uh, Mangum uh, falls to uh, Lakeview 69 to 58. General Trask, tough opening round for them. Faraday did take care of business. Uh, Delhi Charter over Doyle. Uh, in Class 1A, Cecil Island with a big win. Uh, Oak Grove, a little bit of a stunner. They fall to Ringgold. Uh, Block loses to uh, Grand Lake. Delta Charter falls to Logansport. Uh, Lincoln Prep takes care of business, as we mentioned. He heard from Antonio Hudson to Montgomery. That squares off. They'll square off against Jonesboro Hodge tonight. Uh, Delhi, they played this game uh, earlier in the week. They score 103 points, 103 to 20 versus LaSalle. Oh, outdid Ravel just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Haynesville also meant, failed to mention them as a number mm-hmm. six seed. In uh, Class B, Simsboro got the uh, bye in the first round. Uh, other games of local interest. How about Weston, the number seven seed against Shudrant? They win 64 to 38. Uh, in Class C, majority of our schools, if not all of them, had uh, buys in the first round. And in Division Four, went out to some of this game too. St. Frederick jumps out to a big lead as a number 12 seed versus Ascension Catholic. They go on to win by 10, 44-34. Cedar Creek, first uh, appearance in the quarterfinals in. 30 years. Wow. Split may have something to do with that. It, it might, but that's still... They still won 51-47 to 47 versus University Academy of Central Louisiana. The 14th seed will now go on the road to take on Hamilton Christian. OCS had a bye in the first round. There's your boys' high school recap. Yeah, good stuff, Aaron. 888-993-7762. Hit us up. The Morning Drive returns after this. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Ah! 
Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back. We go back to the Stuart Shelby State Prime Hotline. Gordon joins us. What's on your mind, bud? Hey, this is Gordon Ford, the executive director over at Lincoln Prep. I just wanted to touch base you guys and echo the comments of uh, Antonio Hudson and just congratulate him. Um, it's been a tough year. A lot of people didn't realize what happened in the first round. You guys just mentioned the uh, Oak Grove upset, but that was Ringo that beat them. And Ringo was the last place team in our district. And uh, we play in what we think is the toughest district in 1A. Every single team in our district won their first round game, including upsets, by playing Dillon over number 14, Centerville. And uh, lowest ranked team in our district, number 25, Ringo, took out Oak Grove by 20 points. And so I think it's just a testament to the basketball that our kids are playing in this area and the hard work that, that teams like Lincoln Prep and Arcadia and Jonesboro and Haynesville have done to get to the top of that district. Good call. Appreciate it. Look forward to tonight's game. Okay. All right. Thanks. Lincoln Prep versus uh, Jonesboro Hodge tonight out at Union. Tip-off at 6 o'clock. Yeah, you got a couple textures. We do. My computer is just not cooperating today. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dwayne says Maryville versus Haynesville is tonight at 630. All right. Uh, Glenn says uh, in Class A, Homer beat East Iverville. Hmm. And an unnamed text, Neville was w- without their leading scorer. With the flu in their game versus Warren Easton, definitely would have pulled the upset had he been there. Also, with all the home games tomorrow, I'm sure the Neville Lady Tigers will lose a few followers as they play in the semis Tuesday as well. Bad scheduling on the part of the LHSA. Uh, Neville versus uh, South Lafouche tomorrow at 445. you got Jonesboro versus Maryville at 115. And Delhi versus Arcadia at 1130 tomorrow. Big week or big uh, day for uh, area teams down in Alexandria at Rapides. Uh, tomorrow today we got Claiborne playing at 115 in Atlanta versus Summerfield at 445. Biggest takeaways from the weekend. Are you ready? Ready. Let's get uh, it. I didn't number these. Maybe I should have. <laughs> yeah. And I'm always worried when you read your handwriting. Because it's just. You think that's hard to read or what? Yes. Definitely hard to read. Uh, I tried to go bowling over the weekend. How'd that work out? Uh, it's packed house. Couldn't get on a lane. Yeah, hour wait. How about that? Are you a good bowler? Uh, no, but I was excited. <laughs> I, I was anticipating a big round, maybe like 120, 130. I'm just picturing you dressed up as the ace going out there and doing it. Yeah. Who knew that bowling was so popular in northeast Louisiana? Would you wait an hour, an hour and a half to get on a lane? No, I wouldn't wait for many things, yeah. to be honest with Guess you. Guess how long we waited? An hour? Two minutes. Oh, good. Turned around and left. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next weekend. That's right. Good. Uh, maybe I should have tried to curl somewhere. Maybe you should have. How about the curling champs from this weekend? How about it? I need you to tell me about it because I sure as heck didn't know. So you haven't heard the story about John Schuster? No. Lay it on me. Uh, he got uh, he put on some weight, got lazy in the curling world, uh, so he basically wasn't considered like a, an Olympic hopeful. So then he went on a diet and he picked up some other guys they call basically rejects. I'm paraphrasing a lot of this. But him and the, the rejects, his three buddies, they end up winning a curling gold medal. Huh, who's laughing now? That's right. He dropped 35 pounds, got in shape to be a curler or get back in the world scene. And now he's world famous. It is. Right? Because I, I would mean, definitely be able to pick up that guy on the street. I think that is uh, noteworthy. Yeah. Good. Uh, the Olympics are over too, Jake. Sorry. I heard. And when I you were flipping around last night, you did not watch the closing ceremonies? No. I did not. Did I miss something? Did I miss a an interesting? Uh, it was, I mean, I watched a couple minutes of it. it wasn't bad. 
I feel like I missed out the Winter Olympics. No, I, I, re- no, I really feel no. like I, I missed out by not watching very much of USA it. USA didn't do well from what I hear, mm. and it's, it's the Winter Olympics. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, Quint said uh, maybe you should go to Tech and try their bowling alley. wonder if they're open on Saturday nights. Hmm. Maybe they can record you doing it. Uh, top headlines or top takeaways from the weekend, and uh, we were talking postseason basketball. Man, the first round, and I hate to be Debbie Downer here. here Negative name. Here we go. But man, it just misses something. It 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 didn't feel like the postseason to me. It it doesn't feel like the postseason until the second round. Yeah, it really doesn't. It's because because you n- pretty much know how these games. Now I, I will say like sixteen, seventeen games. You know when you get those t- two seeds against each other, fifteen, eighteen. Those are those are pretty good games. But other than that. Usually not the case. It was such an attractive first round of games that Jake went to how many games on Friday? Uh, a lot. <laughs> I just threw him under the bus. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I went to three games. I don't think Jake went to one. I didn't go to one. <laughs> I was entertaining company. <laughs> he was trying to get into a bowling alley. That's right. <laughs> Second round should be better, and we certainly look forward to some good matchups, especially that West Monroe Washita game tomorrow. Biggest takeaways from the weekend, if you got one or two, hit us up, 888-993-7762, Stuart Shelby State from hotline slash text line. So yesterday, I'm all fired up to watch some golf, and I know you were too, and I knew they'd probably show Tiger Woods a time or two. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking maybe this is his opportunity, you know, make a charge, and the fact we get to see him on a Sunday, uh, he was on the prowl, he, he was back, you thought, making a little bit of a run at it, at least get on that first page of the leaderboard. And then he kind of falters down the stretch. His playing partner, LSU, former LSU Tiger, and, of course, a Shreveport native Sam Burns playing with him. Thought this was a cool matchup. You got Tiger with his 14 majors against a guy that played just 14 career starts on the tour. I didn't know how much airtime Sam Burns was going to get, and he ended up getting a lot. And he ends up actually beating Tiger for the day by two strokes. All right, so here's my question for you. Well, I'll just tell you, I'm tired of the whole Tiger Woods comeback narrative. I feel like it's re- re- I, this this. I think this version's a little different. Oh, though. I y'all sound like me when I'm talking about Johnny Manziel, and I'm halfway kidding, but y'all are serious about it. Tiger Woods is back now. Tiger Woods is back. I get it. Look, he was awesome back in the day, but I get tired of hearing about this comeback because I'm not a big golf golf fan, right? Mm-hmm. So I hear the national – I'm a common consumer. Like, I hear what the national narrative is. And the national narrative always seems to be Tiger Woods is coming back. And so I'm like, okay, well, I don't really follow that closely, so this is exciting. I'll I'll tune in. I'll check this out. And it never happens. Mm. It fails repeatedly. This time I think it's a little different. Oh, give me a break. Well, he he finished in the top – I think he was close to the top ten. I mean, that's a little different than the way it has been. I mean, he's making cuts now. Holler at me when he when he's on top. And you just called yourself a uh, average Joe, common consumer. Common right? consumer, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a big golf guy. Like I, I I respect what they do. I understand it is extremely difficult. That's why you know I I played it a couple times. And I said yeah. Yeah. I don't have the time or money because I was in high school. I don't have the time or money to. to Randy wants to point out we need to check the TV ratings because uh, I think it probably did pretty well yesterday. With yeah, Tiger in it. I, I get it. I'm just saying you can't continue to push the same narrative, and then it continues to be false. Like, he, it's his comeback. This is his comeback, and then he just falters at the end. 
uh, takeaway from this weekend. Every once in a while, we see a college baseball score like this. Bruce Petty, <laughs> alert. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi Valley State loses to New Mexico State 39 to nothing on the diamond. Yep, yep, yep. How does that happen? I don't know how that happens. Uh, I also saw a game, I believe it was 26 to 24. I don't know how that happens either. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thirty nine. They're throwing it nothing. underhand at some point in that game. <laughs> Had to have been right, but thirty nine to nothing. This shocked me, and I got this from you. That's the fourth. Yeah, worst. you thought it would have been the worst. The fourth worst. Yeah, uh, Nebraska back in nineteen ninety nine uh, beat Chicago State fifty to three. Oh my god! Now, a uh, couple of questions of this. When you give up 50 runs in one game, what does that do to your team ERA for the rest of the season? I have no idea. I can't. I would love to go back and look at the statistics of that pitching staff. <laughs> would would love. We need to do that on break. And that's why, for a majority of last year with ULM staff, we thought, well, they're a little bloated. The statistics, right? Right. With the giving up the 32 runs to McNeese. Yes. Um, but we we have been finding out that it could get a lot worse. Yeah. And, and New Mexico or Mississippi Valley State uh, proved that yesterday. Thirty-nine to nothing. It's 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 incredible. And big shout out. We mentioned, of course, that UL in baseball. One of the huge takeaways: what they did uh, winning three games against Northern Kentucky, and those poor guys just wanted to get out of town. They were glad it was raining on Sunday, so their final game uh, canceled. But they win uh, that series. The thirteen runs, nine runs, and then twenty-one runs. Uh, ULM bats were certainly alive. They go on the road to square off against Jackson State. A couple of uh, heartwarming stories, or at least one. How about the Iowa basketball player? Yeah, so Jordan Bohannon, mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying his yes, name sir. right, he uh, had a chance to break Iowa's all-time record for consecutive free throws made. And this was Sunday night against Northwestern. He had made 34 straight free throws, so he tied Chris Street's record. Now, Chris Street, uh, was an Iowa legend that was mm-hmm. killed in a car accident in 1993, three days after he hit his 34th consecutive free throw. And so Bohannon stepped to the line and purposefully missed the free throw. It was the closing minutes of the game, too. Yeah, he said, uh, it's been in my mind for a while. He said, I knew I wanted to leave it uh, short a little bit. I didn't want to make it too obvious. But uh, he, he basically said that that was not – that's not my record to have. That record deserves to stay in his name. Mm, well done. Street's parents in the house, too. Yeah, and they, they were very grateful for that. From that story to this other one, I'll let you read this one. How about, I know you were fired up about the transgender wrestler uh, winning uh, the Texas Girls High School Championships, S- wrestling championships at that, too? Uh, second year in a row that this has happened. Uh, th- I'm curious how you're going to use your pronouns <laughs> I'm here. just stumbling right there. <laughs> Uh, the person's name <laughs> is Mac Beggs, yeah. and like you said, won the state title in wrestling. I think it was 110 pounds. But this, let's let's face it, guys, this is a man or a boy wrestling a girl. Yeah. And how fair is that? How does how has Texas not fixed this? But he tried to wrestle on the boys' side, correct? But they wouldn't allow him. I, you know, I haven't followed this this close. I just remember last year, this was a big what to do, and I was. <laughs> very upset that they allowed this to happen. I can't believe for the second year in a row they let this boy wrestle with this girl. I'm amazed that there's a girls' high school wrestling championships. I wish the girl would have took him. Yeah. I mean, I 
Uh, the booze, right, throughout the crowd? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That it was did not go over well. No, and that was the same last year. I mean, uh, Texas of all places, Aaron. <laughs> you can imagine it didn't go well. <laughs> I just like making Jake uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I, 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 in the article they say he. Yeah. Um, but we all know you, you, I, it's how you identify as your gender. Jake, we should send Jake to Texas to get us this interview. I should, I should report on yes, this. This would be a great story. Yeah, that'll be a great interview. Uh, hey, some uh, keep the thoughts and prayers. Uh, Tom Benson still remains in stable condition. He came down with uh, flu-like symptoms last week. Saints owner still in the hospital. I don't want to end it on that. <laughs> <laughs> Was that your tenth? No, no, no. Uh, uh, Sean Miller had the worst weekend of anybody. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt he had the worst weekend of anybody. Uh, if you haven't heard was caught on the wiretap discussing $100,000 paid to recruit uh, Deontay Ayton. But you knew that he probably had a feeling that at some point the hammer was coming down. The hammer still hasn't really came down yet. It's about to, though. Yeah. 888-993-7762, your biggest takeaways from the weekend. Up next, the coach, Jack Thidping, joins us on the morning drive. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.